All right, we are live in prime time. How is everybody doing? I am here with uh, Ashley. Uh, you go by Freely Ashley, and I first started watching your content on uh, TikTok, and it was like two years ago, and it was like during the height of the pandemic, right? And I found your content interesting and pretty, uh, pretty, pretty unique to me because like I have a similar experience. But can you please introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, you can find me on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble, basically everywhere. Um, it's freely Ashley pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, on my YouTube, I have all the links anyway. So if you guys want to go check that out. But yeah, um, I started making content actually just last year. So in 2022. Um, and I started on TikTok and then kind of moved over to like YouTube and Rumble like later mm -hmm. in the year, but like a couple months after that. Okay. And then uh, what, what, what got you making the content you make? First of all, actually, hang on real quick, real quick. This person wants to know if you're going to drop a lot of F-bombs because you're uncensored. So, and they, they, won't, no. they won't listen. Uh, no. I, I do got to say, I'm not going to make fun of you, dude, or woman, or whoever you are, but I fucking swear a lot. And if you don't like the fuck word, you should probably not be on my channel. I'm just going to, because I'm not, not going to fucking censor myself or nobody. So, and I, it's nothing personal to you. Okay. I just, no. Yeah, no, um, I, um, I, I swear like in my, in my life, but well, I, I try, I try to find other words to uh, express what I want to say here, here on social yeah, media. It's just like a nice exercise for me actually. Cause I feel like I swear too much. <laughs> I don't think there is, I don't think there is such a thing as swearing too much, frankly, uh, but, but you know, I, it's how I kind of communicate. It's how, it's how I like, kind of like just speak. Um, not yeah, that I sure. like, I, I hate having to watch it. I can watch it. It's not like I've always just sworn into a microphone, but, uh, but I prefer not to. Um, so I wanted to make sure that that person knew that for the, before anything, because if, if you get offended by the F word, it's likely going to be me not her anyway. So, but my, I think the first content I, I, I saw of you, you still had, you still had like blue hair, right? Uh, I think mm -hmm. it was blue or purple. Purple? Yeah. Well, so when I first got on TikTok, I just had my brown hair. Um, my hair was just my natural color. And then like last summer, I dyed it purple because I just wanted it purple okay. for like years at that point. Yeah. But which, which I think is awesome. If I had hair, I wouldn't care what the fuck color it was at all. Anyway, I mean, although I'm happy to very <laughs> bald, but uh, it's just a joke. People relax. But um, because I remember thinking like uh, I was actually on the search for like I, for a while there, I was doing a thing called uh, Cracks in the Matrix. Like where you find somebody that looks like they're from the left, but then they're speaking things from the right. Because I found that I found it so diverse. Like I found one one young lady, her name's Starsan. She's been on the channel too before. But she's like she's a woman trying to lose weight. She's like four hundred pounds, and she wears the brightly colored makeup, everything like that. But she's like not in the fat acceptance community. That she hates them. So it's like a crack in the matrix, right? And one of the things you were saying, I remember where you were talking about like, and I I, know, I saw it on your uh, on your YouTube channel also. So people should go follow it there, but. Your story on like what got you from being a far leftist to not far leftist, but a leftist to to being where you're at now. So you, you want to run that because I bet you there will be a lot of people in, our, in my comment section that will be able to completely relate to this. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it actually. So uh, I was I was very much a leftist um, and a lot of the things that I believed in, it just seemed to make sense to me. It just seemed like everyone around me thought very similar things. Um, and then in 2016, my husband actually voted for Trump. 
And he, the funny thing is, he wasn't conservative at that time. He wasn't, you know, we've, we've always been like punk emo type of, uh, you know, people like we, we went to the same high school. So we've known each other for a really long time. Um, and he just wanted something different. He kind of went out last minute, changed his mind. He wasn't even going to vote in the first place and decided to and voted for Trump. And then I had like a freaking meltdown over that. It was very, it was, I was hysterical. Um, I hated Trump so much. I couldn't like even do, handle people saying his name. <laughs> why do you, why do you think, why do you think that is? Cause that is very serious. Like it's a, it's like a very real thing where people were very upset at that man. Yeah. Um, it really, I, I think it, it really is just the media, the media's portrayal of Trump, uh, the smear campaign on him. Just, it was incessant. And I mean, it still is to a degree, they just can't, they can't run it quite as much anymore. But that's all I heard was the, the worst things about him. He was the worst person. He was a racist. He was, you know, homophobe and a transphobe and, and just all the xenophobic. And the, yeah. um, that's all I heard. And it just got so ingrained, you know, and that's, it was like programming. I feel like looking yeah. back on it now. And anyway, so like kind of through this process of like, my husband voting this particular way and me not agreeing with it. We just started talking about politics a lot more. He had started changing his mind on a lot of things. Um, because I kind of challenged him. I was like, you don't even know anything about politics. Like thinking I, I know everything. Right. Um, <laughs> and so he, he started learning more about like philosophy and ideology. He kind of went down that road and then kind of got into politics. And he was like, my views are starting to change and he just wanted to have a conversation about it. And so that was where he was coming from. He was like, I just want to talk about stuff. Like my perspective is beginning to change and I want to discuss it with you. And we've always been able to talk about anything. That was like a really big struggle was being able to have mm -hmm. civil discussions about that. So we kind of just went through this couple of years process of like, of doing that, of sitting down and hashing things out. We would watch a bunch of content. We would stop, pause it, discuss whatever was being said. Um, awesome. And just, yeah. And I just like, I kept going with that. Like, instead of only watching, you know, different perspectives with him, I forced myself to watch different perspectives. And then I forced myself to look into the claims when I heard them. And it just kind yeah. of kept going. And it, it forced me to reanalyze all of my views point by point, until I reached a, a point where I was like, I can't, I'm not on the left anymore like i can't I, i'm disagreeing with a lot of the things that i used to uphold um and yeah. and yeah so it was it was a it was a long process so you talked about uh you know the the trump thing i i can very much relate because i i didn't vote for him in 2016 and i because i i mean i didn't I, i'm a big believer i've always been a constitutionalist and i don't mm -hmm. think I, I don't think electing somebody that's their own like special interest group was a great, was, mm -hmm. is, is where, the, I don't think that that's where we as Americans should be looking. And I still say that like people, people that should be like running our country should be like you and me and like, like, like normal <laughs> people like, like, well, I'm not normal. I'm definitely not normal, but you know what I mean? Like, but the average everyday person, right. Not billionaires and mm -hmm. people with hundreds of millions of dollars and all that stuff. Right. But the racism thing for Trump is where it got me because I'm old. Right. And I remember him like being best friends with Herschel Walker and him putting like uh, Jennifer, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Hudson and her entire family up in the Tump Tower, Tower for free when the when hurricane hit. Like, so I was like, unless something drastic has happened, that's just a lie. You know, because like I've mm -hmm. 
weird thing is, is like there's so much douchey shit to fucking about Trump as the person. Why would you make shit up? Like that's where I was just like they really like it's like this campaign because there's so much horrible shit. Like he's not a good guy. It's not like he still didn't say like it's not like he's he's a billionaire. Not not one billionaire has clean hands in my opinion. Like because you're just not going to somebody's you're somebody's yeah. getting crushed, right? But still, like I think he did a pretty good. Like once I got past like okay, well they just lied about him. He did a pretty good job for the first couple of years and then really let me down for COVID. But what other topics? Like, and you can, we can talk about anything, like, even though it's YouTube, you can say anything you want, because it's not even saying up here, so don't worry about it. But uh, it'll be on Spotify, everybody, for the, the, everybody wondering. But what other topics? Like, like, uh, is it, uh, uh, is it the abortion issue? Is it uh, trans rights? What, like, what, what, what other topics pushed you away? Uh, yeah, abortion was a really big one. Um, I think, you know, abortion was almost like, when I when I first started kind of thinking thinking back, because it's been years at this point since since I left the left, right? I I left, I dissented in like 2019. And you know, it like I never wrote down like this is when I changed my mind about this. So right. kind of over this process, I've been like we're just reanalyzing and thinking back and being like, when did my views really start shifting? Because for a long time I just didn't talk about it either. So I didn't talk about it on like my private social medias. I didn't I didn't talk about it when I was going through it. I just went through it. Um, but yeah, the abortion issue was huge. I was very, very pro-choice. But the the interesting part is I was never, um, I, I was never like someone who would have ever gotten an abortion, like had I gotten pregnant right. un, unplanned. Right. But I I was very much the one who was like, but I can't dictate what other people do and stuff like that. It's like, so on mm -hmm. some level, I knew it was wrong, you know? Um, so it was kind of just making that leap to, like, well, it's just wrong in general. It's not just for me, just because I would value my child, you know? And when it, when that started happening, it was because I, I realized that the narrative had gone from like the safe, legal, rare type of thinking into like pro-abortion on, on demand at any time in the pregnancy, you know, allowed up to birth. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I had a lot of issues with that. I didn't believe it when I first, you know, somebody first brought up the claim. And once I started kind of seeing like more videos of activists and people actually advocating for this, I was like, this is, this is unequivocally wrong. Like we, this isn't what, you know, I align with. Um, and then that just made me go through that whole process again of reanalyzing my views. And I didn't flip to pro-life. That, that was a process in and of itself and all kinds of stuff. Like I was, I was very much a proponent of socialism. Funny thing is, is when I was kind of at my height of like, yes, we should, we should live in a socialist society and everything, um, you know, <laughs> should, should be owned by us and, and that kind of thing. It was like, I didn't even own anything. And, you know, right. I hadn't bought my house at that time. And I bought my house when I was really young. I was like 23. Um, and my husband's like three years older than me. So, um, you know, we bought our house when we were pretty young. And I feel like once once I like got settled into that, I was like, OK, uh, this is mine. I worked for this. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want anybody taking it away. And when, once you would just make the realization that even to get to that yeah. point, you have to literally strip everybody of their property and their rights in that regard. Um, uh, yeah, you, you can't, I, I can't agree with that anymore. So, well, that's, I mean, a lot of stuff like that. The th because the thing is, again, I'm a constitutionalist. So like, I, I believe before anything else is personal liberty, right? Like mm -hmm. I, if, if I physically do not affect you, it's none of your fucking business. It's, it's, I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in that. Right. Now don't get me wrong. I'm an extremely massively, hugely opinionated person and everybody knows it, you know, because like, obviously this is what I do. Right. 
But along those lines, if it doesn't affect me, I, I don't give much of a shit about it. Like people, I, people get on me about the fat acceptance thing. They're like, you know, you shame these people. I'm like, I don't shame anybody by telling them the truth. But, you know, we do need to like lower the level of fatness. And I always get people like, well, if you're, if you believe in minding your own business and personal liberty, and we're at the stage now where it's actually everybody's health is everybody's business from the pandemic, right? And I was just wondering like your thoughts on that because like where we're at with, where it's a very similar thing because I find what people don't seem to understand is like, I'm a, is if we should just leave each other alone when it comes to this shit about, about our individual like things. Now, legislating for people to be able to have whatever procedures they want, there can be, leg, there can be procedure legislation, but at the same time, it's the same slippery slope I don't like for, you know, for pro-choice is the same slippery slope for lockdowns and stuff like that. That was, that was my biggest thing about lockdowns. Like where the fuck are the pro-choice people here? Because I don't want, like, I personally, like, eat, like I, I, I can separate like what I feel is personally morally right and wrong for me to, if that's what you choose to do, like that's what you choose to do, as long as you don't expect me to do it. And, and if you want to talk to me about it, don't expect the, the answer you want about it. Like, don't expect, expect me to just kiss your ass about it. I'm going to give you my opinion but I, by my, 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 my own, when you were in the left, had they, had they started with the cancel culture thing yet? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Accountability. <laughs> mm. um, and I think, I think people get actually pretty confused about what cancel culture actually is because a lot of people think like, Oh, boycotting a brand that's cancel culture. It's like, no mm -mm. cancel culture is when the mob goes after a specific person and mm -hmm. tries to deplatform them completely, yeah. you know, from, from social media, from just the internet in general. Um, yeah. and yeah, so they've started doing that. Mm -hmm. The, the, cause yeah, I mean, I, I was wondering, cause right about that time was when the fat acceptance screen was canceling me or trying to cancel me. There's like a documentary about it, but I was just like, cause in my, in my mind, there is, there's a documentary about it, but in my mind there, the, the initiation of cancel culture is like the weaponization of people's work, like worrying about other people's feelings, you know, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm doing this thing. I've done this thing lately for like the last year and it's, it's, it's starting to finally catch on, but like, oh, you think I'm a transphobe? What now? Like, I mean, what, what does that actually, what, what does that label actually even mean? Because like you can, yeah. and, and here's the thing, people can think whatever they want about me, about you, about whatever. I, I personally believe in their right to do so. But what now though? Because like, if, if you think that that should affect my life, because I don't like how you live yours, even though I'm, even though you don't need my approval to live your life that way. If you think it's something bad should happen to me, now we got a whole other issue. And, that, and that's one of the things that like, I think that people need to get to, like, I think if more like moderates, conservatives, and you know people that still have sanity, because the left is completely fucking insane, but the people that still have sanity, if we would just be like, okay, we don't care, like I, I don't care what you call me, I don't care, I don't care what you think about me, if we would just in one unifying voice be like, don't, don't, I don't give a fuck, I th yeah, this would all be over. You know, what's, what's so interesting about that too, is like when you're, when you're somebody like me who, who came from that perspective, like transphobe, homophobe, all of those things are like the worst thing that you could ever be called. And it mm -hmm. took me quite a bit of time to just separate myself and be like, these people, it's just, it's just throwing insults. They don't actually mean mm -hmm. anything. These, these things don't mean right. anything because 
from my perspective, it was always about like hatred. Like you just hate these people. It's like, I don't hate anyone, bro. I don't have the energy for that, but I'm right, right where you are. Like, so, okay. I'm transphobic. Now what? Now what? Yeah. What do you, what are we going to do? Like, it doesn't matter. It, it literally, if, if, if you think that I'm just saying, you know, my perspective on things now, just because I hate trans people. Well, why are you listening? Why, why, yeah. why pay me any attention? I, I understand. I get that all the time too. Um, I do have, we have one person asking a question and I'm going to ask you about a few because you were like, I saw, I, you were big on your, I think you still are big on TikTok, but I'm going to ask you a few mm-hmm. questions about a few of the TikTok people. Uh, what do you both think about the gun issues? Ladies first. Um, uh, it's pretty broad. Um, so I used to be for gun reform and now I am very much against that. It, just in the sense of it, it's our second amendment, right? Um, and every single person has the right to protect themselves and their family. Um, not, not only from one another, but obviously from the government as well. I think that's the first step in any tyrannical regime is to disarm mm-hmm. the citizens. I don't think it's a good call. Um, it's a very authoritarian move. Um, and you know, we kind of got into like the mental health aspect of owning firearms. I'm not one for red flag laws. In my opinion, you, you need due process to restrict a, any constitutional right, obviously. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely open to discussion on that. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly different in that, uh, I think all gun laws are unconstitutional and anybody that's ever signed one into working order broke their constitutional oath to uphold our rights and should be put in prison. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm really that, I'm like that much of a constitutional. I don't, and I don't care if it's an R or a D. Um, anybody that signed the Patriot Act should be in jail. You know, like, I, like I'm, the, I'm that type of constitutionalist. Like I read the words, those are the words. They're supposed to be the <laughs> ones that you go by. You're not going to convince me they're not the words because I still can read the words, you know? Uh, I, th- I think eventually what will happen, like, I think what a lot of people need to understand, if it all breaks down, like, say it all breaks down right now, like, a lot of you people out there should be thinking about what you would do if the lights turned off for a month. And I'm not joking. Like, pe- pe- and people called me a conspiracy theorist two years ago when I said COVID was a cold and we were overreacting, and it was, and we did. But mm-hmm. if you don't think that, like, look at some places in Texas, look at some places in California. Like, California is going to have rolling blackouts probably again this summer. You know, so I just got to tell you, like the power grid in America is very bad. And if it goes down, like a huge portion of the eastern United States or like central United States could go down for weeks. What are you going to do? And if you tell me you wouldn't want to have a gun, should that happen? I would I would I would think that maybe you're self removing yourself from the people that should own guns, because if you aren't Mm -hmm. if you aren't if you're crazy enough to think that. You don't need protection should all of a sudden big daddy government not be able to take care of you or big daddy government would come and try to take care of you too much. If you don't think you need protection, you're kind of crazy. Um, and maybe you shouldn't, you've, you like self removed yourself from the population of people that can safely handle guns. I just, it's one of those things again, where it's like, I don't think that people should uh, like what I, the government should know nothing about me. Like the government should know, I should, any, any guns that I lost in that you know, horrible uh, pontoon boat accident like last year <laughs> that I don't have at the house, any, any of those guns, the government should not know that I have them, you know, like, like the, the ones, the ones, the ones that are built by the 3D, 3D printer. The, I mean, you, they, there's no reason to know about those, but, um, and then somebody <laughs> said, you, you think the Patriot Act is bad? Look at executive order one. Four. Yeah. The restrict act is horrible. We're going to get that. We're going to get to that here in a second. So, you know, and I agree with you. But the Patriot Act is what enables all these things. 
to serve, like the Patriot mm-hmm. Act robs us of our Fourth Amendment rights and robs us of our privacy. If they can, if they can look in on you, they can like. We live in a world right now where our employees get to tell us what they're going to let us know, but they get to know everything about us. And they, and then mm-hmm. it's it's completely backwards, right? So, on to the next TikTok. Good or bad for society? For society, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it's it's both. It can be a great tool. You can spread messages very quickly. You can get your voice out there very quickly. Uh, it just depends on what your message is, if it's actually beneficial to people. And it's interesting because, like, I think there, like, there's a lot of news on TikTok now. Like, pe- just people, yes. just ordinary people, just sharing news, you know. And some people do it badly, and some people do it very well. Um, and I think, um, I think it's the exact same thing as any other app in how it affects people. It might be slightly more addictive, but Instagram Reels. Uh, you know, the the YouTube shorts yeah. and stuff like that, which they copied TikTok, obviously. They're trying yeah. to compete, but they're just as addictive. Um, now, I think the only... I, it's funny because people always say Chinese spyware, Chinese spyware. Your entire phone is spyware. Your entire this phone. Is spyware. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get people's like apprehension just because of the CCP and stuff like that. But I... I just always come back to like, bro, like Google tracks your every movement, even when you don't have your location on, they track you on maps. They know where you're at. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. If you have a smartphone on you, assume that the governments at least have your information. That's a problem. Don't get me wrong. That shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed to do that, but that's the truth. I mean, TikTok and and TikTok hates me. Like I've had like, I, 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 I get like, uh, and I get an account, I'll go viral, million views, 100,000 subscribers, account's completely gone the next day, no appeal. Like, like literally it happens like that. Like if my, if I get viral on a thread, like I, th- I honestly think they have my either voice or my uh, my face, like in, in, their, they might. in their algorithm. They, you know? they, uh, they've actually, they've banned me two or three times now. I can't remember. Um, and I've gotten my account back every time. Like I don't, I it's oh, amazing no. that... <sighs> Oh, it's officially like one year on TikTok. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'm oh, uh, shocked I've made it that long. <laughs> no, 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 no. They 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 just take mine from me and they they stay gone. But I've been I, I've been on there for a little bit and I've noticed a pattern with TikTok where they will find an extremely left, very divisive person that angers everybody, and they will they will crown this person as unable to do anything wrong, not not have any videos taken down, and anybody that speaks out against them will be punished. And I mean, they did this mm-hmm. like they had that fucking Joker, modern warrior, bitch, punk ass mother. God, oh, God yeah. damn! I like I was so fucking furious because like I, I they would not let me respond to him. Like 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 TikTok would not let me respond to him because I said something. He he kind of did his little. You don't understand how you, the, Mister. He he was mm-hmm. uh, what was his thing? He was like colonizer because I called him a grifter. Yeah, like dude, you're a fucking grifter. Like I mean, like takes one to know one motherfucker. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a fitness <laughs> professional. I'm a grifter, you know, like, but they wouldn't let me, they would not let me respond to him. And it turns out he's a horrible like human being, you know, but you couldn't do anything with him. And then they, then they moved on from him. Right. Because like, it turns out he's a, an abjectly horrible human being. Right. Um, now they got Jeffrey Marsh, you know, who like, I'm sorry, but like, if you speak out again, I, I, I crafted my words very carefully. No swear words, no, no, no nothing that could be construed. And everything like that, and they st- it's still very much 
where you see video after video of people getting taken down for even saying like, hey, this guy's trying to talk to other people's children, you know? And mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on like how TikTok, if TikTok does that or if it's, the, if it's a flaw in their algorithm and or, you know, just anything you have to pontificate about either of those individuals? Yeah, um, man. And Jeffrey Marsh is one. I, I can't stand that guy. I cannot stand him. And I made a video. I think it's on my second account because I think I was banned for a week from posting on my first account. So I never posted over there, but it's on my YouTube. Um, everything he says and everything he does is so creepy. And it's yeah. just so clear that he does not have a good motive. He's no. not a good guy. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I, I cannot believe that. And for the platform to essentially protect him because his videos never get taken down. They exactly. never, you know, never get flagged. And I've seen a bunch of people in my comment sections saying like, oh yeah, if I, if I try to make a video on him, it just gets taken down immediately. I think the one that I made on my second account almost got taken down or got flagged. I appealed, got restored. Yeah. Um, that's typically what happens with my videos. It's rare for me to actually get one taken down. Um, but all the way anyway, but, um, yeah, no, that blows my mind. And like, he's big on all of his platforms, you know, and then he's yeah. got the whole Patreon thing. It's, I just can't fathom why this person is the one being upheld other than he's been the face of the non-binary community for so long. And he was like the first non-binary to go on TV and whatever bullshit he likes to, to, you know, use as his tagline, but. Do you do, do you do that then? No, I don't do that. Non-binary is not, not real. Yeah. This is a made up I, concept. It's actually, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I have this thing and like, I will call you how you present, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, I've never once been misgendered in almost 52 years of life. So if I can make the effort to look like a guy and you want to look like a guy, you can make the effort to look like a guy, you know, like, uh, I, and I don't, you know, cause I, again, liberty, uh, I'm completely about personal liberty. I don't care what fucking people do. Like, I think that we should maybe look out for mentally mentally ill people that want to get their penises lopped off. I think that might be an interesting concept, like, to, you know, protect the penises, protect the boobies, like, make sure people aren't, like, mentally insane and going to the doctor. It's the medical profession is completely untrustworthy for even performing these procedures at the pace that they're performing them at on the people that they're performing them on, in, in my opinion. But that's also why we should take the government out of healthcare too. Uh, but I, I do think that... TikTok does an extremely good job. I actually personally think TikTok's very beneficial for the America right now, too, by the way, for, all, for anybody out there. And please pay attention to me. I totally agree with Ashley what she was saying. They all have, already have your information, right? They completely have it. Like and Facebook has it. Instagram has it. Like they've probably fucking made out over it, you know, I'll, I'll, and YouTube has it. They all have it, right? Uh, but you can, I, I learned shit on TikTok. Okay. And I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. I learned shit on TikTok, right? I learned about events happening all around the world. And I was already a little bit more in like a little bit more uh, informed than like most people. Cause I have clients, I speak to from people all over the world every day. Cause I do, I do online coaching and I have clients everywhere from Australia and Japan over to Scotland, Netherlands, like I've everywhere. Right. And, but I've, I've even like had to like, Holy shit. I've learned about, learned about shit. Like, for those of you that are wondering, by the way, if, in case you aren't paying attention, if you just watch mainstream news, you guys know that France is in like civil war right now, right? They're, they're like, it's complete upheaval. You'll know, you won't find it on our news. Like you could go right now. As a matter of fact, when you guys are done here, here's why I'm saying that TikTok is very important for America. 
for multiple reasons. But one, you find out shit that's happening around the world that we should know about. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like Fran- like Fran- France is literally in upheaval right now, right? And frankly, the government shouldn't tell you what you fucking do. Uh, the government shouldn't be able to tell you what fucking apps you can have and what information is good. Like the government thinking that they can decide decide what information we have for us is a problem. Like because then they can decide mm-hmm. what the information is, and that's not a position that they should have been in, right? Um, with East Palestine, we never have known. Have, we, we, yeah, we would like people would have never have known about East Palestine, uh, Ohio, the train wreck. I mean, I really believe that they would have hid that shit. So I think it's pretty good. Oh, at the same time, uh, like I'm a big believer that people like people should try to limit their time on these things and live in the real world much more often. Like uh, I was on TikTok right before here. Do you do lives on TikTok still? Mm, no, I'm very sparing, like randomly sometimes, but it's not my favorite thing. It's the same thing that, we, that would ha- was happening on YouTube for a while. And you're just since you're just getting going, please, please listen to this when I tell you this. Don't chase the audience. Just speak your fucking words. Okay? Because TikTok is training these people to do that. You go on live and it's very popular, like even very, very popular uh, people on TikTok. And they're waiting for each question to then like, th- th- like it's almost like they are begging them on because they make more money the more they're live and stuff like that. Right? So these people will just sit there alive and like wait for questions. I, can't, I go live every day. I can't stand that. If people stop asking questions, the live ends. You know what I mean? Like, because it's, I'm not trying to get the time, right? So just mm-hmm. say your stuff, right? But they're, they push for the creators to be on there as much as possible. And then it just causes some crazy shit too that I don't, that I, that I think that we need to kind of accept as a part of our society. Like the whole, like the non-binary people, like they have, they're allowed to speak. We're, the problem is we're not calling them crazy. Like society's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Like Jeffrey Marsh is yeah. fucking full on creepy ass fucking Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they don't have people chained up in their basement. Creepy motherfucker. And he always has been like, he's creepy. Yeah. Like he's creepy, creepy. Like I bet you he well, eats human flesh creepy. It's crazy to me that when you go oh. into like his comment sections, it's just like, it, it's a lot of pushback. I'll, I'll give yeah. everybody that. There's a lot yeah. of people pushing back, but there's a lot yeah. of encouragement over this and a lot yeah. of like, People saying like, "Oh, he's such an inspiration." I'm like, "To who? For for what for are what? you saying? What has he actually done?" And I don't like. Yeah. He claims to be some kind of life coach. It's like, why? Like, he's not qualified. Like, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe he's well, qualified to help anybody through life. Like, no. <laughs> well, I made I made a video. I think it was yesterday. Like, when are we? Like, when are we going to start calling people crazy again? Like, I, I'm 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 probably old enough to be your dad, right? When I was growing up, the mm-hmm. last thing anybody ever wanted to do was admit that they were going to counseling and heaven fucking forbid you admitted you were on Prozac or something like that. Like that was for people you mm-hmm. thought were about to kill themselves with Prozac. You know what I mean? Like you get you gave Prozac to the lady whose husband just died of a heart attack, like type thing. Like that's how that's how like that's how the whole world was. People were almost like, you know, they were like ashamed of mental illness. And I'm not saying people should be ashamed of mental illness. But I am saying it's not necessarily something to be fucking proud of. And right now it's like people are just flaunting their mental illnesses and their fucking disorders as if like, I'm this, 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 this. Like they announce it right at the fucking beginning of the, like of how their videos, I'm a this, 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 you know, well, I don't give a fuck what you are. 
you know, and you, mm -hmm. you, you shouldn't label yourself like that. Like, you know, it's very strange. And here's what I think the difference. And I wanted to talk to you about this too. I had a hard time fitting in with liberals, even when I was considered, when I was considered more of a liberal, because I'm a very unique individual. Like I definitely fucking, I marched to my own fucking drummer and people often thought like, maybe that was like, uh, you know, that that's how the left was. It's about, you know, acceptance and shit like that. I have not found my experience with the left in the last 25 years to be acceptance at, at all. Yeah. It's uh, it's adhere, adhere or else adhere it or is. you're not part of the group. So how much do you think that that plays into it plays into like the younger generations interaction with each other? Like they're forced to pick sides, right? Yeah. And everything has become so incredibly polarized and I've noticed in certain spaces, the right is doing it a bit too. Like if you kind of, it, it's nowhere near the amount, but I think it's just because everyone's been pushed so far that like, but it's mostly like, I noticed it the most on like Twitter. So it's like not really the greatest place to, uh, <laughs> to observe human behavior. Um, cause everyone on Twitter is crazy. So, um, but no, like, especially Man, if you go if you go against anything on the left, if you are not a hundred percent for every single thing, then you're out and you're the enemy and you're hateful and you're this and you're that. And they just throw all these labels. It's a it's a cult mentality. It's a right. thought stopping technique. Um, you know, you just you label everybody the other and you keep the group pure, so to speak. And yeah. and it it just flows on. And that's why we've gotten to this crazy freaking world. I cannot. Yeah fathom that people are actually trying to make the argument that biological sex is a spectrum now like it's that so crazy it is it completely full-on full-on insane like it's male and female people I, I wanted to address this one <laughs> thing real quick this guy said social media platforms are private companies do the owners of these companies have the freedom to limit speech as they see fit it is not a public square they are not private companies they are publicly traded companies and since they are in fact publicly traded companies to me that makes them public companies as anybody can buy into these companies. Therefore, because they are publicly traded companies, not private companies, they should in fact have to abide by the laws of the constitution, the, the rights of the constitution for the people that are gonna use those. Since they want to take advantage of the sourcing of capital and the sourcing of resources throughout the entirety of the public, it now becomes a public square. So if you are going to be a communications platform and publicly traded, you are a publicly traded communications platform. You are a public platform. Therefore, it should be considered by any possible definition, the town square. And freedom of speech should absolutely be allowed. There should be no stopping freedom of speech, in my opinion. What do you think about that? Well, I, I actually find it really frustrating that there's there's moderation such so heavily. Um but it used to be back in the day, like if you didn't like someone or you didn't like what they were saying, just you just didn't watch them. You just yeah. you just went along and you just went and found yeah. other fun videos that you were interested right. in. And like people used to be crazy on YouTube. Yeah. It used to be insane. Like the, mm -hmm. the type of yeah. videos, the type of comedy skits and stuff. So, they're so, so incredibly offensive. And it's mm -hmm. just like they're just funny videos. Like but now. It, it, it blows my mind that we can, we're sitting here going, this shouldn't be allowed on the internet. Like, bro, just don't go, don't watch that person. If you hate somebody so much, don't consume their content. Like, and, and that's what I can't, people love to hate watch. 
They love mm-hmm. it. They love to hate oh watch. God, they love crazy. to comment. They love to flood it. Like there's people who will like follow me around on every platform and they'll say oh, how yeah. stupid I am. I'm like, you're okay. So you're saying how stupid I am, but you're the one who's literally following me around the internet to say yeah. that. Like, yeah. seems like well, you're kind of. <laughs> I, I, I normally say which one of us interacts with who. Like, yeah. Norm, norm, normally, like, because you're, you're going to have them. I mean, God, I've had people like, I mean, I've had, I, I spent the first, I spent all of 2020 getting death threats just about every day. So, uh, you know, they're, they're that crazy. But you were, the, before mm-hmm. I, before we hit on that thing, and I just wanted to say that because I, I hate when people say that about the First Amendment and they're publicly, they're privately, they're private companies. No, they're publicly traded companies. I'm sorry, like you can't have it both ways. Like they are publicly traded. They, the entirety of the American population literally has access to, the world population has access to it. It is public. They should have to abide by our rules. If they don't like that, we can have companies that do. You know, I'm a big believer in that too. But um, we were talking about the, uh, about uh, the, the, the whole non-binary and all that stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where do you think that came from? Like, I, and again, I, I will point out, when we stopped calling people crazy, we got this. So, um, so I actually looked into this because I was looking into like all of the different genders, you know, the, mm-hmm. the just the silly made up ones and stuff like that. And I think a lot, I think a lot of this stuff actually originated off of like Tumblr. So like people were, were sharing these ideas on Tumblr and they still are. It's crazy. If you go look at <laughs> over there, at all the gender stuff and like they have like paraphile stuff which is all like the the maps and you know the pedos and stuff and a lot of those those types are really deviant horrible like the zoo files and and they promote all that crap over there but i think at one point like a journalist actually wrote an article kind of presenting some of these like different gendered information um and I might be completely wrong on this, but I, I think that's what it was. And it started kind of like seeping into just mainstream. And it, I mean, it took years to do that. But I think, I think like when I was like kind of a proponent of gender ideology, um, and I used to say like trans women are women and all that, all that crap, and non binary wasn't something that was mainstream yet. It was, did it you, was did like, you really say that? Did you really say those words? Bro, I did. I did. I would argue with people. I would I argue tell you with what, people. I get, you got mad ass stones for admitting that. So for real. You, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, because if, if you did something on your shit, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm a big believer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I fucking, yeah. I appreciate you. But yeah, no, I'm like, I remember. <laughs> but, I remember but you that's uh, crazy. So. I know. I, re- I remember I got in like an internet fight with a buddy of mine because he was like, well, that's a mental illness. Like trans- transgender is a mental illness and gender dysphoria is a mental illness is what he was, you know, meaning. And I was like, I was like appalled by that statement. I was like, absolutely not. I'm like, how dare you? And like, how could you say these things? And I'm like, bro, it literally is like gender dysphoria is literally, it's okay. Like it's okay. And that's what, that's what I can't uh, uh, wrap my head around now is like you, you sit here and you preach about destigmatizing mental health but the moment anyone dare says that gender dysphoria is a mental health condition even that's like the nicest way of putting it then they fly off the handle it's like okay so which one which one is it you want to destigmatize mental health uh conditions and mental illness or you want to act like if anyone dare say that gender dysphoria is a mental illness that they're the worst person in the world because that would imply that you think mental illnesses aren't something (laughs) like that you know what i mean like that there's something wrong with that so yeah it's just a contradiction in and of itself. 
So I, because I, 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 I have a decently unique opinion on this because I think there's like the old trans and the new trans, right? Mm-hmm. Like the old trans, like, it, like when you think about Blair White, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody knows I talk about it all the time. I, I, I would love to interview her. That's why I talk about it all the time. But um, like, I've I've watched her for years on YouTube. Like I've watched the transition. Like she's transitioning. Like she and I call her she because she presents as female. She's a trans trans female. So she was born a man. She has a penis, but I still call her her. I'm not against it. I'm against having to pretend. Like I'm against me mm-hmm. having to fucking go out of my way to pretend for you, which is why I don't do they ever, and I will never do the fucking whole like whatever like neo demon pronoun bullshit. That stuff. Frog self. <laughs> That's fucking. It's mental illness. It's just mental yeah. fucking illness, right? But I think that like people like. Like like her and many other people besides Blair White that transitioned like have transitioned over the years, they transitioned to look as much like they could as the other sex, right? So, without there being two sexes, they're basically saying that trans women and trans men don't exist. So the whole non-binary bullshit is insulting to literally everybody through the fucking spectrum. Like I mean, it's it's insulting to everybody. And it also makes no sense because mathematically, if there's one side and then there's if there's binary and non-binary, that's a fucking binary system. So, I mean, like, <laughs> it drives me fucking crazy. Uh, I mean, it's just like the ADHD just pour, pour over. But I think that, like, what's happening is the government has taken upon themselves to kind of weaponize the LGBTQ 5435 uh, plus community into, like, the same way they did BLM, Right. They, they, they are using this as a social leveraging linchpin to try to, and them and the corporations and stuff like that, because I mean, we can talk about this here real quick, because I'm a big believer that there's a very clear distinction between the government, large corporations and mainstream media and a lot of the social media are all acting in conjunction to try to uh, either, you know, curate or narrate our culture or uh, cause conflict in the culture, you know, at, mm-hmm. at any given time. And mm-hmm. I just think that this is a huge part of it. Like them encouraging the fucking insanity of this bullshit. Um, like uh, convincing, yeah, like somebody just said, anybody want a Bud Light? Here's my thing about that. Bud Light's not a great beer to begin with, but I, but I do, but I have drank my fucking fair share of Bud Lights. And I, I, I have no problem with Bud Light doing this. You know why? Bud Light probably was listening to their fucking owners and their fucking owners don't care about Bud Light to make this statement. They'll take the hit to make this statement. They don't think they're going to make money out of this. They don't think they're going to get new customers out of this. If people don't think that people like Bud Light, the fucking, the people that do the most research, Walmart, beer companies, drug companies, those people know their markets. They did not think, the beer companies did not think that their audience, their main buyer of Bud Light beer at the fucking mud park was going to be happy about Dylan Mulvaney's face being on it. They did it to make a yeah. fucking statement, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I really, like, I think that it's being pushed by all of them. Do you think it's, uh, a, like, our culture that is being, that is shifting that way? Or do you think somebody is trying to shift our culture? Yeah, I think, um, I kind of go back and forth on this sometimes. Because I, th- I think there's definitely really, <laughs> uh, really clear narratives that are being pushed and enhanced. Like, the media... The, the, the headlines are what I have the biggest problem with because like I, sh- I tweeted out the other day, 
um, it was a, a headline about Kid Rock and it said like Kid Rock joins in the transphobic backlash. I'm like, you could have literally left the word transphobic out of this headline and it would have been mm-hmm. neutral. It would have just yeah. been you reporting the facts, but you threw in transphobic to put insert your own bias and that changes the narrative. Yeah. It changes the way people view these things. And that's the problem is that when you, when you use language, you can mm-hmm. very easily manipulate and control people into believing something that isn't true or, you know what I mean? Like you can direct them towards where you mm-hmm. want them to go. So in that aspect, I definitely think that the media and like Hollywood, especially and, and, and all of that is clearly shifting the culture mm-hmm. and it's happening much faster than it would ever naturally. And that's mm-hmm. a lot to do with the activists, the activists that have gotten into academia, they have infiltrated like the universities and stuff like that. And that now is mm-hmm. trying to seep into basically like the K through 12 education. And it, it's like indoctrination factories, really like homeschooling kids. Yeah, are. But <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I completely so, homeschooling kids. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, the, how you hit on it there, when you, you brought up Hollywood, it brought up, brought up a, a couple interesting things I'd like to talk about. But first, I believe Hollywood is even faker than people realize. Right? Mm-hmm. And fo- follow me on this, because it's actually something I, I, I want everybody listening in and you and everybody to start looking at. These people are not popular. Like Kathy, let's take Kathy Griffin, for example, right? Kathy Griffin got like screw fucked into the ground about almost any comment she makes uh, after her denying of the Epstein thing, right? So yet she's still getting, like these people still get jobs. They're still seen as popular. Like I, I always bring up Tess Holiday as a perfect example because I talk a lot about fat acceptance. Test Holiday only exists, and I mean only exists on Instagram, TikTok, mainstream media, and the and that's it. Like I mean, she, like the, like she her if she opens if she even posts on Twitter and it's been this way even before since Elon. If she posts on Twitter, almost nobody even notices, and when they do, that she gets destroyed. Like she's not what like these people are. It's manufactured fame for the mainstream famous people. I really believe that. Like. Why the fuck do I care what Lady Gaga says? When you go, like, I mean, why would we care about these people? But yet they they try to make it seem like they're super, super, super popular. When, in fact, you look at these people's social media accounts, it's all fake following. Like, they get almost no interaction from their own fans, you know? Yeah, so, I, like, I've noticed that actually a lot more where I've been paying attention a lot more to people right. who have these giant accounts. And I'm like... Your interactions and your engagement is not great. Yeah. yeah. Like at one point in time, I had like 10,000 followers on Twitter. And I was getting like four times the interaction as Brian Stetler when he was on CNN. Like hmm. he's had millions of followers and I had 10,000. And I was like, how the fuck is that? You know, like I did this one thing. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to uh, quote tweet your post. So you get noticed. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's to me, it's like, it's just such a manufactured a narrative control scheme like because if it wasn't broadcast on the news nobody would know jennifer aniston, jennifer aniston said shit about masks or shit about shit nobody would give a fuck because nobody would check nobody checks their social media nobody would fucking care they blasted on every news station jennifer aniston tweeted about this nobody gave a fuck about the tweet they just posted the fucking article every fucking where they post the same article too everywhere you know so it's it, i think that that's completely manufactured that and here's my other thing. 
I have a I'm a big believer that a huge portion of why they in why they started up the they took advantage of COVID when they could was the list. Epstein's list. Hmm. I think a lot of Hollywood's on it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of politicians are on it and a lot of rich people are on it. And in 2000, if you don't, 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 if none of you, uh, don't recall Tyrone, uh, somebody just said, but, uh, Mr. Uh, somebody said Tyrone in the comments. I started saying Tyrone, somebody I used to make videos about, but if you guys think about it, 2019, that's when Mr. Uh, Mr. Epstein all of a sudden died in jail. And then all of a sudden all this crazy shit happened when people said, well, we went the list, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and we still don't have it. Ghislaine Maxwell's in jail for selling children to uh no one to, to nobody mm-hmm. apparently and we mm-hmm. still don't have that list like why not and for us to just be accepting of it like we're our tax dollars right now everybody is going to housing a woman who's in jail for selling children to nobody yeah it's I, it's absolutely despicable in my opinion and i think i think i mean you're dead right like that's that's why they won't they won't tell the public about it because there's a lot of people. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people who went there. There's a lot of people who went there a lot of times. Um, and so, yeah, it would incriminate a lot of people. So I, I always give people uh, towards the end uh, uh, the opportunity to say the, the things that they feel they're censored on saying. You said you pretty much say everything you want to say. So, mm-hmm. but it, just in case, you thought, <laughs> is there anything that you, that you feel, is there anything on your channel you feel you can't say? Because you're afraid that the channel gets stricken, I'm giving you the opportunity to say it. No, I mean, I mean, that's I, fucking I, awesome. I, I, yeah, I just share what I what I think, and I I try I try really hard to do it in the most um, productive way that I can. You know, like I don't, I, I'm not mean to be mean ever. I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm getting more blunt. I will say that I'm getting more. T- tired of the like mental gymnastics of trying to yeah. mosey my way around and play the right you know to to keep uh from from being struck down really like i don't care about my tiktok anymore like i just don't care yeah, like man. take it away i literally don't care yeah. um so it's just one of those things but no like this whole experience like just being on social media and just just sharing what i think has been really cool and i think it's i think it's actually a really great exercise and i think that if people th- a lot of people message me and say i'm too scared I'm too scared to say what I think. And that's how I used to feel. And now I feel a lot less scared. So I feel like just like, just go do it, man. Just go say what See, you the, think. And the thing is, people are very scared about not, not for very, like very weird reasons, right? Like you don't want to get, people don't want to get canceled literally on social media. Like that's why there's, that's why <laughs> nobody's talking. Like it's fucking crazy. Like I, I, it, yeah. I, I find it kind of amazing. However, what they, what we do need to realize is that most of the cancellation was bots. It wasn't actually even fucking people. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. I, mean, well, I, you I know, refuse to believe it. So. I'm like, you know what's interesting is I, I've seen a couple people get canceled and probably like rightfully so, where it's just like people just unfollow them. You know what I mean? It's it's not technically being canceled. It's not like they got deplatformed. It's that people, they just lost their fans because they did some fucked up shit. Like, yeah. And I think that's the best way to send a message to to anyone or anything. It's like, you know, I'm not one, I won't unsubscribe or unfollow people just for like one thing, you know, or one minor disagreement or, or, or something like that. But it's like, if you come out and you have some crazy scandal that I can't back you anymore because of what you did, like peace out. And I think that's the clearest 
message to send. And right. that's why it's funny that people are so obsessed with like deplatforming. Like you want the platform that they are on to kick them off permanently. It's like, no, just unsubscribe, bro. Stop watching. Blackout like yeah. social media blackout them and and they'll probably go away at some point. Like that that's my tactic is like take the power into your own hands. <laughs> right. Well it's something like I, I I completely agree. I mean I just I I don't care what they call me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, so what the, the 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 documentary I was talking about, the dark side of fatic stuff is they actually go after the people that follow me instead. Like because I because I'm just like fuck it. What do you do? You know, roll up. You know that'd be that'd be that'd be a mistake. <laughs> You know, like, I didn't even know about that, which is really funny because I watch like I I discovered you a long time ago because of Michelle McDaniel's. Like I think Michelle. she made a video about yeah. you and and somebody else, and like I watch I love her. Like she's just great, yeah. so I watch all of her content. But she's a good. She's um, good. But yeah, uh, no. But I was just saying, like, so like it's just funny because um, I kind of I kind of delved in. Like I I go on YouTube benches and I watch a bunch of different types of creators and so i delved into like the fitness drama mm -hmm. for a while and like i right. like i like i like that kind of stuff it's it's fun for me it's a fun like that oh what what drama is going on in this community it's you know right. something like that so um but yeah no that's that's funny i'll have to go check that out <laughs> yeah, it's on it's on tubi it's called the dark side of fat acceptance but um <laughs> like i just think that we need we as the like we as the people i think we need to start like just really getting back to like we, we have to enter reality at some point in time soon. The world's getting super scary. The U.S. dollar is about to fucking mm -hmm. tank. Just a lot of people don't even know that. But the U.S. dollar is about to fucking tank. Like, they're, they're, we are not mm -hmm. going to be the fiat currency anymore. Like, that's bad. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah, right? it's really, really and, bad. And the, the thing is, we could still do our own thing if we would decide to mind our own fucking business. And for also, also for those of you that don't know, the they announced that the Ukraine is going to join NATO. So um, if you are of draft age... Uh, I, I, I wonder if they're going to be, I wonder if they're going to be taking your, uh, non-binary exemption card, right? Because <laughs> that's fucked up shit, right? Uh, I, also, I did find like, it, uh, I just have to say, I, I did find it really interesting that the Biden administration was like, oh no, if, you, if you're trans, but you're a male, you're, you're going to get drafted. Like if there's yeah. draft, you're going, yeah. I, I yeah. found that really interesting. But, you know, amongst all those things is we just need to start like, realizing these people are crazy again and just like, okay, you know what? If you're going to put a crazy person on the magazine cover, I'm just not going to buy that shit. If you're going to do this, I'm just not going to like, we, 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 they know we value mm -hmm. things too much, you know? And I just think that there's like, just, I, I just kind of like people come at me all the time. I'm just like, well, you're crazy. So I don't care. Like, I mean, like nothing, <laughs> you, if, 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 if I cannot, if my, the fact, that, especially if it's about health and stuff like that, if it's, if it's one of my health videos, if you can't retort me with actual data, I don't want to hear shit. I, I'm right. You're wrong. I don't care what the fuck you think about me. Like all the entire shit about COVID. Like I, 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 from the very beginning, I was like, it's a fucking cold. They're using it as a fucking leverage pin. Don't give up your freedoms. Like the first thing I said was do not give up freedoms because they need to be fought to get back. Like was the first thing mm -hmm. I said. And, and now we're here. But um, my other question, the last one we can end on, like the last topic we can end on. Do you think that they're both working together, the Republicans and the Democrats? Hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yep. There, it's it's a craft. It is so staged. It's political theater. It's done mm -hmm. in such a way to make sure that the rest of us are all at odds at all times. And I don't trust any of them. There's a select select few like that. I'm like, he seems all right, but yeah. I just no. I don't think we have any true representatives left. And if you've noticed, 
that's even shifted in language. People call them leaders now. And I have mm-hmm. a big problem with that in and of itself because it yeah, changes the way too. that we view the politicians that are supposed to yeah. be working for us, not working yeah. over us, you know? Exactly. You're not my leader. You're my representative. Like, I mean, that's, that, there's mm-hmm. a big difference. We, th- we, have, we have a country have forgotten that. We, we've absolutely forgotten that they work for us. But uh, I, 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 I completely agree. I've, I've, yeah, somebody just said divide and conquer. I, I have never been labeled mm-hmm. like for people that don't like labels. I have a lot of labels slapped on me. I'm toxically masculine, fat shaming, uh, like like uh, grandma killing, anti-vaxxer, conspiracy theory. Like it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like uh, the, the number of labels mm-hmm. I've gotten put on me. Well, but um, I, I like your content because you're just so blunt. You're just so blunt about like everything. And I, I actually appreciate that. And like, I'm like, yeah, some people are going to think he's mean. Okay. Like makes me want to get my shit together. (laughs) My, 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 my thing is, is like, I think that's, that's what's necessary. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like, we shouldn't be called like insulting people's actual appearance. Like you think they're ugly. I mean, I, I, I do say fairly regularly, I don't find morbid obesity attractive. I think it is ugly. I don't find it attractive because that's my personal preference. Right. But it's also because it's because of the lifestyle connected to it, you know, for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the thing about it is, is who like it shouldn't matter to you. I'm a married man anyway. It shouldn't matter to you. Like we're not interacting like that way. If I don't find something attractive about another person, I don't understand why the other person cares. I'd be like, OK, like because I shit, I, it's not like I think I'm attractive to everybody. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And it, you know what it does? <laughs> not bother me. I don't care. Like, I, I don't. And we've just gotten so to the point where everybody feels that they're owed something like everybody's everybody's owed fame and everybody's owed adoration. I hear it all the time now. Like, well, I'm owed respect. No, you're not. Fuck. Fuck. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody owes you respect. They owe you tolerance. Like we as a people of the United States, we need to tolerate each other for the common good. But we do not need to like each other. We definitely don't need to respect each other. And if you can't live with people that don't respect you, maybe you shouldn't live around them because there's I I'm. People like you and I, especially, we know that there's a huge portion of people that do not really like us or respect us, just as well as there's probably a huge portion of people. You're probably in a very similar situation to me, because even though I get it from people wanting to be in shape and then uh, fat people hating me, you get it probably from like the politics thing. Like there's people that just absolutely hate you and people that absolutely love you. Right. Like so Mm -hmm. I think that that's freedom to me. Like, like, like yeah, I, 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 found, I found freedom in that. Like, okay, you don't like me, that's fine. But if I, I'm just going to say what I say, and if people like it, that's great. It's freedom, you know. Yeah, and that's that's actually something I struggled with that a lot in the beginning, um, for quite a while. And I kind of went through like these the, every platform, new platform I went on to. It was a lot of like anxiety. It was like it was I was nervous, you know. And I just mm-hmm. I just got over that pretty quickly because it's like when you go from nobody listening and caring what you have to say to all of a sudden like you got a hundred thousand people paying attention it's like oh shit like that happened fast you know but it's it's been um a freeing exercise it's been something that's really helped me actually be able to be like no like i this is what i think man and if you have a good enough argument that could maybe persuade me go for it but i don't think so exactly (laughs) yeah let's let's at least talk like that's what i say like let's talk about it like like for real let's talk about it but Ashley, it was a pleasure having you on. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? 
Yeah, you can find me um, basically everywhere at Freely Ashley, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Instagram, on Twitter, I'm Freely Ashley 92. Um, but yeah, go follow me. And I do I do interact a lot on my Twitter. I should probably stop. But, <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Twitter, check out my channel. Twitter's the, best, um, Twitter's the best thing to interact on. So you guys can follow. I, I shared her <laughs> stuff today. So you can you can follow me and then follow her. So. But uh, guys, this will be up on this on my Spotify uh, podcast, Alan Roberts Uncensored, probably by later on tonight, if not tomorrow morning. I hope everybody has a great time. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And we.